The Crossman Conversation brought to you today by Community Legal Services, Maynard Cooper, Frontier Partners, by Crossmark Services, and Roto Speaks. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. The Crossman Conversation is hosted by John Crossman. John's heart is to see our community of leaders unite around what we have in common. John will be joined by political leaders, religious leaders, as well as activists making a difference in our nation. Here is your host for the Crossman Conversation, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation. Before we get started, Mike. Hey there, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. I got a quick story for you. Yes. Do you know, like in your life, you go to conferences and stuff, right? I and do. You, I'm you, loving them. And you go to church and you, you're you a man about town, I guess is what we'd say about uh, you. A man about town. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're out there yeah. in, the, in the world, you're doing yeah. stuff, you know. And you know, when you do this kind of stuff, you always meet people and you meet a lot of you know, regular, normal, nice people. Oh, that's a nice person, interesting person, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once in a while, you meet somebody and you're like, wow, like this, this is a different deal this this is a whole different vibe. top shelf that's what i'm saying like yeah. somebody like that you know it's like i you know what does what the it factor is but you're like this person i need to carve more time I always have a little extra time for this person because they are special right that's my guest today. that's your guest that's my guest today this is Brittany gorfman parks Thank you for being here. One of the most special, interesting people I've ever met. I would agree completely. That well, was the kindest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you. The, the, the thing about it is, is that um, I met Brittany when she was doing um, some fundraising work. And um, and so a lot of times people come to me and they'll be like, oh, can you give us money? And uh, we want to be in a partnership. We want to have a relationship. You know what that means, Mike? Mm-hmm. That means we want to check and then we want that's you to right. shut up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Open so, up the book and get out of yeah, here. Yeah, get out of here. And so Brittany was this person who came to me and said, hey, could you support this? And then she was like, well, what's up with you? And I'm like, oh, I wrote this book. And she's like, oh, let me buy 27 copies and I'm going to promote it. You know, like, and I just always loved this relationship. So so Brittany, you know, um, you're young and you've done a lot of cool stuff. And so I want to open up with like, you know, you have, you know, you're, you're a business person, you make money and you know, you're married and you're doing stuff. But you've always had this heart for like making community impact. So, and particularly in your age group, that's kind of a unique thing. And you've had it like, and it's not, it, it doesn't ever come across like checking a box. It comes across like this is, you're all about it. So tell me like, what is it about Brittany that makes her so focused on serving and community involved? I think I just grew up in a small town and that's how a small time thrives because you have one another and you lean on one another. So growing up in a community where everybody helps, for example, uh, when I went to a summer camp when I was a teenager, we fundraise. And guess what? We wrote letters to our church congregation, and it was like Christmas. I would get check after check after check of people that I was floored that gave and that would write the sweetest notes that say, I don't have a lot to give, but here's $5. I'll be praying for your safety. Or checks that I didn't know people had the means to give the amount that they give gave, but they gave with their heart and would keep up with me um, throughout the years and um, would say really sweet things. And I think that's where it comes from. My community invested so much in me. I feel like it's my obligation to give back or bloom where you're planted, per se. Well, here's what I love what you're saying. Mike, this is interesting, too, because you and I have talked a lot about this recently. It's about risk-taking. You know, you've been talking about, well, you and I have been just talking a lot about risk-taking. And when I hear you say that, it's like, you took this risk of like asking people for money and that's, that's scary stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can never get that's terrifying. And so then you did it. And then when you talked about it, it's, you could even feel it in your voice. You like a rush 
of like having, it's not like the money to go to you. It went to what you're doing. So that's a real affirmation of being a young person to take risk and then the impact it can make. That must've been very thrilling for you. Yes. And I, I guess it wasn't just that I was asking for me. I was asking for the organization. So right, it was right. a lot easier. Um, it wasn't a, coming from a self-serving place. It was like, this is what we're going to be able to do. And this is the impact that you're going to be doing on the community um, by empowering me to be able to go. Um, so that that's where my heart of service, I guess, originally started from. Um, I've, I've had family my whole life have servant's heart, being a servant leader. I think that's the first thing that uh, attracted me to you and your leadership style was that you are a servant leader. You you don't believe in transactional relationships and neither do I. We believe in investing in people and investing in the causes that they're doing um, rather than here's a check. Can you please go away? Or um, here's the check. I, I don't want to hear from you until I need another check. I think that that's just really self-serving and that's not what people are about. We should be yeah. helping one another. Yeah, it's very one-dimensional. So you, um, but you must have contemporaries around you, and they, they, they tweet or they post. You know, um, I've said, you know, we've talked about this before. I've said uh, we seem to live in a culture. I tweet, therefore I am. Like, gosh, I tweeted this great thing. Aren't I a better person? And not really understanding, like that's no one cares. But if you volunteer time, right? You, you go and you help. Like if you're like, well, you know what, our education should system be better. Well, you know, maybe maybe you could go read some books to kids. You know, or you could raise money for to get books for kids or something like that. So it's investing into that. And you really just seem to have a deep sense of that. So what, what would you, would you advise others your age to do the same thing? What would you tell them? Like, guys, like you need to do this. Why? Why would you tell them to do it? I believe that we live in a society where it's so easy to be a, a keyboard warrior or a slacktivist. It's so easy to go online and tell everybody how you feel. But from my heart, I truly believe in being solution oriented. So if you find a problem, find a solution to go with that problem. Like, guess what? There's not enough backpacks for this school. Let's have a fundraiser to have enough backpacks rather than complaining that the school district isn't providing it or we're not getting enough funds from the government. We're a community. Let's come together and see who can give. Um, so I'm, I'm a big proponent in being solution oriented, but something that has stuck with me for a long time is first lady Barbara Bush said this quote, I would say is my life mantra or my life model besides a biblical scripture. Some people give time. Some people give money. Some people give their connections. Some people give their life's blood, but everyone has something to give. And I truly believe that. I think it embodies the American spirit. If we had that kind of philosophy, how much better would our country be and society as a whole? Brittany, when my dad um, had to go on dialysis, I remember him being so devastated by that news. And what that meant, and you know, when you go into dialysis, it becomes a part-time job. Like you have this part-time job that keeps you alive. And then living with being on dialysis, it's like kind of like living with having the flu all the time. That's what it's like. So my dad was on dialysis for nine years. And when you would go see him while I was on dialysis, see a lot of people just zone out, they sleep or they watch TV or whatever. My dad uh, started a prayer ministry where he prayed for all these people every day by name. Wow. And that prayer list is right in my backpack. It's right in there. I could bring it out and show it to you if you want. And occasionally I'd bump into people and say, yeah, I want you to know my dad prayed for you every day because they like, he prayed for our governor and president and, you know, all the different key people, Plus all family members and things like that. But that's kind of what you're talking about. Like he was on dialysis. He was near the end of his life. And there's one thing, you know, what could he do? Well, he could pray and, mm -hmm. and, it, and it continues to bless me. I carry it with me. And so that's your point, right? Absolutely. I think any stage of someone's life, for example, my, my grandmother was a, a field worker. She didn't have much money, but guess what? They would let the field workers uh, take home um, 
vegetables and cantaloupe if they picked cantaloupe that day. Whatever you could carry. That was the rule. She'd come home. Uh, she was maybe five feet tall, a little, just si- my size, and with six cantaloupes walking home. Hmm. Because that's what she could carry. She didn't have a lot to give, but every single time, whatever she could carry, even if she was waddling home, she had something to give to her neighbors and family. Um, and I think that spirit has always stuck with me, that we have something to give. Even if we are destitute, as someone would say, or beyond the poverty line, you have time, you have prayer, you have just good manners. That's that's so interesting to say that. You know, Mike and I were talking to a buddy of ours, uh, and he's a veteran, and we're just t- sharing stories. And one of the stories I share is a story by my friend Helen Greenspun, who's a Holocaust survivor. And when I asked her, I said, how do you survive the Holocaust? Her answer was, good Germans. And I was like, what does that mean? And she went over and over into these stories about German soldiers who gave her food or turned their backs while the food was out to allow her and the other people there to steal the food, right? Like there were lots and lots of German soldiers who were like, I don't know what to do here, but I'm going to do what I can right, to make an Mm -hmm. impact. And that was like life and death in the moment, right, trying to survive that day, much less, you know, we're talking about all these other things that we're dealing with. So it's trying to live a life of service, a life of impact, and where we can do that, right? Yeah, and I think it's just so countercultural today. You see so many people um, posting things on social media or just about themselves, and it's a me, I culture, and really highlighting a different organization or someone else it is very rare when you see, I just want to give kudos to such and such. Usually their name is included in that kudos somewhere right. rather than it just being a pure, I want you to know about how great this person is. I think about Brittany, like I always want to be defined by what I'm for, not what I'm against, you know? And so some people are always so angry and they're angry at this or angry at that. There's some topics I just don't even want to talk about. I don't want to give it airtime because other things I do want to talk about that I'm so for, you know? Um, we're going to take a break in a minute and then we're going to come back and then we're going to talk about something you're really passionate about and I'm really passionate about. Uh, and that's the pay school for girls. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. And, uh, do you have any kind of segue into that? Any something you want to share about pace? Like why pace? Why pace? Uh, it, all it did was, uh, it took a tour. I took a tour at pace and it definitely captured my heart. And I think that with a lot of different organizations here in town, sometimes you just have to take the first step and check it out. Yeah. It's a, it's funny you should say that because I always, when I think about this, it's like with when I, my girls were small, I'd be like, would you just try peas? <laughs> would you just try this applesauce? And, and we used to have this joke because my youngest one, she's like, my food's touching. Like if, they, if the foods were touching, she couldn't eat them. You know, it's like, it's going the same place. But to me, it's the same thing with trying to get people to serve. Like, you know, I've done a lot of prison ministry work and man, you know, people are ther- terrified to go into prisons the first time. But some people go in there and they're like, man, this is life changing. This is where I want to be or it's in a hospital, or it's working with children, or you just never know. And sometimes things as a concept can seem very, very scary. But once you lean into it, it can be some of the most life-giving work you do. So I think one of the things people could take away from this interview is just kind of take a shot, take a, take a chance to go on a tour. Yeah, uh, you never know where God's going to call you and where your gifts are needed. Right, absolutely. absolutely. It's funny, is, uh, I've done some work um, at homeless shelters, and uh, I would take people with me on occasion, and I had so many times people said to me, oh my gosh, it's like the best thing, the enjoyment of serving and providing and giving to other people. It can be very, very inspirational, right? It's life-changing. It's life-changing. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with our good friend Brittany, and we're going to talk about a pay school for girls.
Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. I'd like to thank Maynard Cooper and Gale PC for being a sponsor of our program. Maynard is a full service law firm with over 350 attorneys and 14 offices nationally to serve with professional excellence in everything from corporate and business matters to day-to-day legal issues. The office in Central Florida focuses its practice in real estate, corporate transactions and organization, banking and finance, along with trust and estates. To learn more, visit MaynardCooper.com. Community Legal Services is a civil legal aid organization providing no-cost legal help to the underserved. They call it Legal Aid for All. Their attorneys assist with legal issues related to family law, housing, domestic violence, veterans' benefits, and much more. Community Legal Services is a community-supported program. To learn more and help support the mission, visit clsmf.org. That's clsmf.org. Community Legal Services. Legal Aid for All. Crossmark Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. Are you willing to serve communities in crisis around the world to people who are impoverished, oppressed, and persecuted? Frontier Partners International offers mission opportunities in areas least served to meet the needs of the helpless, hapless, and hopeless, and is currently serving earthquake survivors in Syria. Share the love and joy of Christ and give the gift of a hope-filled future to someone in desperate need. Learn more at FrontierPartners.org. That's FrontierPartners.org. Once again, here is John Crossman. And we are back here at the Crossman Conversation with Brittany Gorfman-Parks, one of my favorite people in the world. And Brittany, we're going to talk now about the Pay School for Girls. And this organization has been on my radar for over 20 years. I've been involved in different capacities. Um, may I say something about them and then I want you to respond to them? So I went on a tour like, like you did and I was with a buddy of mine and I can't remember his name, but he said something that I was thinking and, and Mike, I felt I, when I thought it, I felt sort of weird thinking it. And then he actually said it. And here's what he said to the tour guide. He said, um, you know, I hear about these space school for girls and, um, you know, you think about, oh, they're going to be bad girls. They're going to be, you know, all these weird problems, weird looking or some crazy thing. And you get in there and a lot of them kind of look like cheerleaders, like really pretty girls and nice girls, professional looking girls, you know, whatever. And so he, he said that he goes, they don't look like how I thought they were going to look like, which is the same thing I was thinking. And so the woman leading it, she said, the reason why that is, is that some of these girls have stepdads or dads or uncles that are supposed to act like parental figures and instead are acting like boyfriends. Mm. And because of that, that is impacted their behavior and what they're going through. And then that, that impacted it. And it was like hearing that was one of the worst, terrible things I've ever heard in my whole life. And then it was absolutely kind of life changing for me 
of having a perspective of like, you know, the, the innocence and the beauty of some of these young ladies and it being violated by the big Zach people are supposed to protect them. I mean, it's something we, you know, one level it's like, wouldn't it be nice if we just never talk about that again? <laughs> like you act like it doesn't exist. And on the other hand it does. And then being there. So that was my introduction to it. And that's why it's always been so close to my heart. And so when you got involved, it's like a double easy yes because of that. So you tell, now you tell me your perspective about it. So Pace has been around for 35 years here in Winter Park. Um, And it's an organization that has served 3,000 girls in the last 35 years. And those girls look very different in age. They range from the ages of 11 to 17. These girls have experienced all different types of things. Some of them, unfortunate circumstances like you've talked about. Some of them, um, their parents went through a divorce and they just can't handle that their family is no longer a nuclear family anymore. Some of them may have been bullied at a regular school and don't want to go back to their regular school. Um, Some of them, their parent could have been in the military and passed away, and that's trauma. So in order to attend Pace Center for the Girls, it's a trauma um, program that there is a counselor on site at all times and they get time with their counselor. So they're able to talk about whatever is going on in their life and then be able to also catch up on academic credits and graduate school on time. So it's funded by the juvenile justice program here mm-hmm. in the state of Florida, as well as Orange County public schools in this County and this count ca- in this area, it serves Seminole orange and Osceola. What makes Pace different here in Orlando is we or um, Orange Campus is we have also started a REACH program. And that REACH program, it means that we have a counselor uh, that is now going to go to school in Osceola County and go directly to the students. So instead of attending Pace in person, that counselor will be able to talk to them. And because obviously we don't have as many counselors in a regular public school system that would be needed to address um trauma circumstances and so that's where this comes in and also suicide is an all all, all time high right now um, because of covid some girls just couldn't cope um, there's also some of our students that um, have been in and out of the foster care system now they could be with um, family members and so it's a stable environment but just because it's quote-unquote stable doesn't mean that they're ready to transition back to a regular public school system so yes trauma is the number one factor but also it's rehabilitation. So when you first start at great at pace, you start at what is called opportunity. We all have the opportunity to start um, on new, fresh start. And when you graduate from pace, you end at grace, mm. which I think is just so very cool. You have a whole, it's like a butterfly, a transformation process. Gotcha. And so, uh, and you guys take donations as well. So you have the funding and you take donations. So this is where we all, um, When I say we all, those that are big cheerleaders of PACE and see the good that PACE does, we come in and we are cheerleaders of the organization. So there's a gap in funding when it comes to this organization. You do get juvenile justice dollars and you do get um, money from Orange County Public Schools, but there's still a gap. That gap doesn't cover. So we don't own our own building like public school owns your own building. Uh, With that, we have to pay rent. We also have to pay teacher salaries. We have to, if the girls would like to go on a field trip, all of that is not included in the donation, in the money, in the budget that's given by um, the government. So if the girls are going to have anything extra, and that even means like new school supplies, that all comes from funds raised. Gotcha. And so can people volunteer in addition to funding? Can they do that as well? So different corporations can volunteer. You don't get direct contact with the girls per se. 
Um, everybody is screened just like you were screened at a public school system. Mm-hmm. So you would be fingerprinted, things like that. And then you could come in and do a project. And when that's I, how you could volunteer. Yeah, what I was thinking is like if like if you're listening to this and you're a your woman and you're a teacher and you thought, Oh, I'd like to do something, a project, something like that. So there are there are natural connection points. Oh yes, right? absolutely. So we do a drives throughout the year, a hygiene drive, things that um for feminine products from toothpaste, you you gotcha. name it. Yeah. Um, and then we also do a, a drive for prom. So the girls have a prom. It's an all girls prom, mm-hmm. but we still make the night special. Um, we also have a graduation ceremony that we get funds for uh, fundraise for. We have different things throughout the year at Christmas time. Different organizations will adopt pace or do- adopt different girls to make sure that they could get a Christmas present. Things that may seem normal to us. Oh, well, why not even birthday presents? We have um, a certain place in pay center that we have birthday presents set aside so we can make a girl feel special. We also have the opportunity to help pull families. Sometimes we get notified that a family is unfortunately homeless because something happened. Um, We've had community organizations help find them an apartment or some, some sort of housing. And then we also need to furnish the place because it doesn't come furnished. So, I mean, that's where community will fill Fill their cupboards with food, um, their fridge with food, and just be a resource. Sometimes we say once a pace girl, always a pace girl. That means once you've graduated out of the program, doesn't mean you can't come back and say, I need some clothes for an interview, and the closet is open for you to find some interview clothes. So if you do have gently used clothing that you would like to donate, um, we welcome it, and not just for female, for male too, because sometimes the father is looking for a job and he doesn't have certain circumstances, certain things. So we like to help the entire family, not just the girl, because we believe it's a holistic approach. Yeah, yeah, no, I get that. It's like a wraparound services, right? So like you have somebody's in a trauma situation and they come into the program and then we have a our five minutes of winter, but it gets cold and somebody just needs like a hoodie or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, you know, that you may be in a situation where you left environment without anything and need it, right? No, I totally get that. And then there's other services, you know, like uh, it's nurses or doctors or teachers. No, I get all that too. So we want to have a place where the we can raise awareness for this so that people know, like if somebody's listening to this and they're a teacher and they're aware of a young lady that maybe needs this, that's a good thing to know. On this side, if they're a corporation or a person, they're like, hey, I want to invest my money in something that's making impact. That's why they need to know about PACE. All right, so if somebody listening to this and they want to learn more about PACE, well, let's talk about PACE first. They want to learn about PACE. Uh, how can they research and learn how to donate? That is a great question. On July 13th, we're going to have a tour at 8.30 in the morning. We have actually tours every single month. Um, you can go on Eventbrite and sign up, or you can call the PACE Center for Girls Orange. There's a ton of different ways, or you can just go to www.pacecenter.com and log on and get more information from there as well. And it'll show all the centers. So depending on where you live in the state of Florida, we have centers all throughout the state. Brittany, if somebody was listening to this and they were thinking, you know what, Uh, I really want to get involved with Ace or I want to get involved in some other cool kind of thing that's happening, but I just need a little bit of encouragement. Could they reach out to you? Absolutely. I am a big cheerleader of Pace. I love Pace. I've had the honor and privilege of serving on the Pace board um, for the last two years. I actually just served as the breakfast chair, which was our giant fundraiser for the year. We were fortunate enough to raise $100,000 for the girls, and that was through community support and our sponsors, which we're eternally grateful for. Um, And that's what makes the difference in the lives of the girls it's the people that show up, um, mm-hmm. the people that make the difference. And you don't have to write a $500 check to make a difference. Sometimes it's the 
first way I got involved in PACE was I went on a tour. Uh, I saw that they had a book list and I did a book drive. With I put it on my social media as I'm doing a book drive and these are the books I'm looking for. Can you please donate one? Um, here is the link where you can buy it on Amazon or I could be happy to pick it up. And that's how we went through it. And I, I brought like 40 books to PACE. That's awesome. That's so it's really little awesome. things. Sometimes it's just how can how can I help? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're monetarily writing a check. You can call, reach out to your friends. Your network is so powerful. Yeah, no, it's raising awareness, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's part of that storytelling. That's one of the things I'm al- I'm always trying to do is make sure people are aware of things out there. I listen. I serve on a couple boards that uh, give away money, and did that role. I hear presentations all the time. So I've been in a boardroom where Pace has come in and given a presentation along with, you know, a dozen other groups. And it, it's inspiring to me because what it reminds me is there's lots of people every day in our community and other communities that are waking up and they're making an impact on people who are really suffering, right? So it depends on what you read and what you expose yourself to. If you're more aware of it, it just can be encouraging because you're not, you realize you don't live in a society where everything's all bad all the time. But then you also realize there's people that are making a difference, people like you, Brittany, which is really cool. Well, any final thoughts you want to share with us about Pace School for Girls before we wrap up? I think Pace is amazing, um, but I wouldn't stop at Pace. I would say look for an organization that speaks to your heart. I didn't know that I was going to love Pace as much as I did when I walked in the door and want to help. Um, I think that it's important to expose yourself to a lot of different organizations, and you don't know which one is going to speak to you or your heart's going to break for the things that break God's heart, and you're going to want to serve in a bigger way. Um, but I wouldn't stop there. We, ha- Like you just said, we have a ton of organizations here in Central Florida, uh, the Sharing Center being one of them, Choices Women's Clinic being another one, Give Kids the World. I mean, I could go on probably your whole program and talking about how Central Florida really does step up and help. Yeah. And we're lucky to live here. Well, you're always welcome to come back. Brittany Gorfman-Parks, you're such a special person. Thank you for all you're doing. It's a big deal to me. Uh, and thank you for all the work you're doing for Pace uh, Center for Girls. I say right, Pace Center for Girls. And uh, like I said, I I have, I mean, I, it may be it may be pushing 25 years ago when I went on that first tour. So I've been a big believer. And so I hope people listening to this will get involved in either with Pace or other places and just having passion. And you know what? You don't have to do things forever. You know, like you sign up, it doesn't mean you're signing up for like it's not join the army or something's a big commitment. You can sign up for a little season and check it out. Yeah, season of giving. There you go. Absolutely. Well, with that, um, thank you for being on the show. Your thank blessing. you for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, this is Jim and John Crossman, the Crossman Conversation. And as always, support your local HBCU. This has been Crossman Conversation, produced by a Crossman Career Builders Mark Radio Production.